Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. This is episode 39. My name is Mike. And for the first time in the podcast, we have Coach Zato with us. Hi, Zato. Hello. How are you, how are you feeling about your podcast debut? Very nervous, but excited as well. Good, good. And today we also have a very special guest, another AKR reacher. We have Stevie with us. Hi, Stevie. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's pleasure. Pleasure is ours. So, um, yeah, just want to uh, go through your your story. And so, coming in, you joined AKR in September 2019. Wow. Uh, so yeah, more than two years ago now. Yeah, just after um, summer. Although whether whether the, the COVID years actually count as as full years, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But uh, take us take us back to 2019. Um, where were you at with with health and fitness and life, and why? Why did you come here? Well, I think I started, it was in summer 2019. I started getting a little bit into fitness. It was in a lockdown. I remember I was on furlough from work. And um, I started doing 30-minute workout videos on YouTube. Now, I've tried everything. When I say try, I mean I gave it some sort of effort, but I never really stuck to anything. Um, and I started doing the 30-minute workouts on YouTube. And I started noticing a little bit of difference. You know, just like a bit of weight loss. And people started saying like, oh, you look like you're losing a bit of weight. But I was on furlough at the time. I wasn't working. And then I reached out to a good friend of mine, Erin Thompson. And she's a, an online coach. And um, she uh, she said, look, I'll, I'll coach you a bit and get your food right and get your nutrition right and um, get you working out and stuff. But I was doing it and I was doing really well, but I was failing in the working out. Like I, I wasn't going to the gym because I find them really intimidating. And then it's when I reached out to Lindsay here at AKR and she says, come along and see what we can do for you. And it's just, that's been it ever since. I've been hooked. Cool. So tell us a little bit more about, uh, obviously, so you're, you've been friends with Lindsay from before AKR. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and who you are. So I'm t 30 next week funnily enough. 30. Clinging on the 20s there. 30 next week. Um, I'm an electrician. Um, or a bright spark, as I say. Um, and yeah, I've known Lindsay from AKR. I don't even know how long, actually. I can't even remember where we'd met, if I'm honest. It's just one of those you just... We probably don't need to know, just, do we? No, a whirlwind. A whirlwind. You just pick up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, um, known her a good while, and she, she says, come along to here, and, and that was it, really. Um, I've been here ever since. And and so what was it that made you, you said, like, during that lockdown, you started beginning to get a little bit into, into fitness. Was that your first first foray into the world of, of health and fitness? Had you, I what think had you it, done before? I think it was the first time I'd really consistently went and done it. I'd tried every gym in Aberdeen. I've probably been a member to every gym in Aberdeen, just bar a few. So I spent a lot of money over the years on gym memberships, and I can probably count my hands the amount of time I went. So I was really bad for doing that, but I think it made me feel a bit better knowing I had a membership. You know what I mean? Even if I wasn't going, I was just, even having a membership, I felt a bit better. And I always struggled with my weight, cause I, but I think it's lack of knowledge. Now I understand why, as in weight, it's all nutrition and and how you're working out and the nutrition bit's so important and what you're intake and I didn't really realize that you know it's, it's weird you can eat takeaway after takeaway takeaway and just go Kenneth I'm hardly eating I don't know what, what what's happening I don't know I'm getting fat and fat I just don't know but it's obviously things that you're doing um and I've lost my train of thought sorry uh, well, well, let me let me jump in take you back you said you, you said you've always struggled with your weight yeah are we talking like people say, I've always I've always wanted to do this, and they don't really mean always. They mean the last couple of yeah. years. But are we talking right right from childhood, being at school, things like that? Um, no, probably. I was actually not bad at school. I wasn't that like fat, I'd say. Um, and I worked out quite a bit. Actually, was part of the rugby club in school, and I just naturally did some sport things, but not a lot. And I think it was when I was older, as I got older. Do you know what it was? It was my, my mum had um, like she was a single parent and she didn't have a lot of money and she didn't work. So I think we, when we ate, she was in control of all of that. 
She was in control of how we ate. We knew when supper time was, and when lunch time was, and, and whatever else. And um, we ate what she put at the table. And then my mum passed away, and my dad moved in to look after us. And it was like a free, it was a free for all because my dad, like, worked and had some money and stuff. And the fridge was always full of cash. Uh, <laughs> full of, yes. Full of, <laughs> What was it? Food. What was it? Your dad did for a job. I'm good. <laughs> no, the the fridge was always full of food, um, so I just helped yourself, and then that's where it got out of control. Yeah, my eating got out of control because I was just eating, eating, eating constantly, and nobody would say no. So my dad would never be like, no, no. But if I wanted anything, my mum was here. It was like, can I get a packet of crisps? And uh, no. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? it's interesting? Like I can relate to a similar, obviously. Not not with the, the parents passing away and things like that, but the food in my house was, I don't know if it felt like, if we were having like a pudding, it'd be like, me yeah. and my brother would be like, what's for pudding? My mom would say, fruit or yogurt. Yeah. So kind of like she would, have, she would have been trying to have us eat healthy. Mm-hmm. But then when we went to secondary school, in my experience, like I, you know, own dinner money. Yeah. Be buying like a pie and chips or going yeah. to the chipper and things like that. It's just, once you've got your own freedom, um, it's natural to rebel against that I think it's lack of con- freedom. It's where the control is, isn't it? Your parents have got the control over what mm-hmm. you eat most of yeah. your life. So it's, I think that's important. That first initial part of your life is important for learning like, discipline with nutrition, I suppose, because they control that. And I imagine, like, you know, you see fatter kids and it's because they're getting fed absolute rubbish, mm. you know, and there's no control there. Um, so I suppose that's where it's important you get that instilled in you when you're younger. And then that stays with you maybe as you get older. Yeah. Um, Not being a parent, I mean, it must be very difficult to strike that balance mm-hmm. of wanting to give your, your child healthy food. Yeah. Um, and want to keep them happy with sweets and stuff. Yeah, but but obviously not not giving them that sort of yeah. slightly borderline disordered thing where they, the minute they're out of your yeah. watch, they're... Yeah. stuff in the face. Maybe Zao, have you got any, being a parent, you got any, anything to add on that? Yeah, I think it's it's strange because it's almost like normally in the family dynamic, it is the dad that's yeah. more mischievous one. Aye. Like, I don't know why <laughs> He's the good one. that always happens. Like, yeah, mum says nag. no, so I'll go Aye, and ask dad. Like, you're having fruit and then, you know, the, the dad will be like, oh, it's okay, I'll give you a sweet later on. Don't yeah, like, that's you know, it. It's all the sneaking around. Keep him so, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... So when your dad, you're living with your dad, the fridge was always full of food. Yeah. And and that's like, is that when you I think started to have problems with, yeah. with your weight? I'd say that's probably where it started. You, where, you know, the, just getting out of control, the eating. Um, that's probably definitely when it started. And what sort of age would that have been? I think it was 12, probably yeah. 12, 12, 13. And so when did you first, you said like, oh, I've joined all the gyms and things mm-hmm. like that. But when did you first think... I want to try and address this. Oh, it's so weird because I've always had that thought. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like I've constantly had the thought of wanting to lose weight. Mm-hmm. It feels like a thought's never left me since I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's always tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll go for a run tomorrow. I'll start the thing tomorrow. And why do you think that it never that was? Um, I don't know, because I think it's just easier to sit and eat pizza. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Then to go out and work hard. And yeah. it is hard. It's not easy just come to the gym every day and you have to be committed and you have to want the change. Um, but once you get into it and you see the impact that it has on you as a person, it's it's easier to to carry on going and keep doing it. Yeah. Because obviously you feel the, the benefits of it. Yeah. It's a bit, it's an initial start. It's really difficult. Yeah. So, so I, w- I want to get to the you know the benefits and the changes and, and, yeah. and things like that. I want to just spend a little bit more time in this. Like, so... So you're struggling with weight from age 12. You feel like you've always wanted to lose weight, Mm -hmm. but it was just easier not to by the sounds of it. Yeah. There's come a point though where for the first time you thought, no, I am going to take action. I'm going to join a gym. I think it was like it was a furlough because I had the time. You know, there was no excuses. I was sitting in my house. And and, but the years prior to that, so that the furlough is 2020. um, So there's there's a lot of years prior to that where you've, wanted to lose weight and yeah. where you have actually joined gyms. Yeah. Can you can you take us back to those and, and what your, your mindset was like? And, and It's normally January, is it? So the new year comes and you're like, yeah, new year, new me and all this. And then I signed up to gyms and uh-huh. I'd go like once. I'd do the induction, go once. And then I could never spur myself on to go again. So I just, I just lost it. 
Oh, every time. So never committed. Again, just so why why do you think that was? So like New Year, new me, you obviously have a yeah. level of motivation or desire. You've always wanted to lose weight. You, you join the gym. Yeah. It's discipline, isn't that, it? Is it? Is oh, it discipline? I don't think I was disciplined enough. I don't think I personally would have wanted it that bad. So you've gone and done the induction. Yeah. At that point, coming home from the induction, I know, I know we're, we're, we're kind of going back years or whatever, but do you think you still had that sense of, yes, I'm going to do this? Or like, where did it, where did it run out of steam so early in the journey? Um, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't understand why I just didn't have the motivation to do it. Like I'd go, like I say, I'd do the induction and then the motivation would just run out. At, I think at it's, the induction? It's probably, actually, it's probably fear, I'd maybe say. Because I find gyms very intimidating. Mm-hmm. I find just having to go and standing there in a gym and making my own decisions and knowing what I'm doing a very scary thing. So it's easier just to not do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of being there scared, it's easier to spite at home and not do it. So do you think the induction in many ways is the easy part because you've made an appointment with yeah, someone? Yeah, they are telling you what to do. You go it? through, you're guided through this, and then the next day you're yeah. cut loose on your own and... It's an obstacle for you to go yeah. step in again. I think it's intimidation, isn't it? And you see all the good gym goers in the gym and they're all like buff and everyone's looking fit. And you're like, fat slob. And they're like, what am I doing here? It's a very intimidating experience. Yeah. yeah. And so I found it very difficult just to be there, um, commit. And you even have like thoughts of like people are looking at you. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's, unre- mm. it's not right, but it's mm. just... You were only human, and that's sort of things you experience. And a lot of people probably experience the same thing in the gym, and that's why they find it intimidating. You're yeah. looking around and you think, "Are people looking at me?" And it's not not nice. I didn't really like the I didn't like the whole gym thing. I found it mm. very difficult. That's yeah. why I, that's why I failed. I failed. That, that's what you said. There is exactly why AKR exists, though, yeah. because, because the environments I felt were yeah. were too difficult for many people. For the people who weren't who didn't see themselves as fitness people, um, give us an idea then. How many times might that say cycle but that sort of happened where you thought do you know what i'm going to join a gym and then it falls away before it starts oh god um so i've did pretty much all the gyms i think i think the only ones i haven't done is like dw uh warehouse gym i think it's the only gym in aberdeen i've maybe not been a member so we're going back like since i was 16 i was able to get a gym membership i've just every year just went to another one another one and and did you ever did you ever get beyond induction and get a few sessions and get a wee run of it no, no. God, think of the cash. Think of the amount of money I've spent. Yeah. Scary, actually. How how long before you would cancel the membership? <laughs> or are you tied in for a year? Or I I had a membership to Nuffield Health and Wellbeing. It's on just small lane, as you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, was, I think I was I think my gym membership was something really ridiculous. Um, and I had a I had a membership there for like three four years, and I'm not joking you. And I only went about three times. Thousands of pounds we're talking. I was like, and it wasn't until I was actually sat down with one of my mates and um, he said, um, he, he says, have you got a gym membership? I said, yeah. And we talked about it and he went, God, get that instantly deleted, you know, direct debit. So I deleted it like there and then. Um, and I just sat and thought about the money I've spent on that. It was ridiculous. And I hadn't even been. It was like annoyed at myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hadn't even made any sort of effort to go or or utilised what they offer there. It's just so it was not great. And and so the you touched on it earlier that there was a part of keeping the gym membership going because it felt good to have the gym membership. It sounds like there was an element there that you almost didn't like. You've kept that gym membership for so long, but you almost didn't want to confront yeah the fact that you weren't. It's like it's almost <clears throat> confronting your own failure to some extent to attend. Yeah, totally. And I think. Um, when he, you can say to people, yeah, I've got a gym membership with uh, so-and-so. And even though I've never been, just because I was like, yeah, yeah, of course I've got a gym, got a gym membership. Like a, and a field topic well, of conversation. Yeah. I've got a gym membership. Because you've got the membership. <laughs> you just feel still good, but you're, yeah, yeah. got the gym. Yeah, and it's a status symbol. Yeah, every month. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's making yourself feel better about the fact that you probably don't go and make any effort. Yeah. But you're just, you're just kidding yourself. Or just, just lying to yourself yeah. pretty much. Well, I was anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's one element. Uh, talked about the nutrition side then. O- over that that sort of similar period, let's say all the way up to yeah. to that summer of lockdown, um, 
tell us tell us uh, what things you've, you've tried and what, what you've done on that side of it. So my nutrition has always been terrible, right? And when I was younger, I used to be addicted to pizza. I mean, I say addicted. I mean, like, I was having, like, Domino's every night. And it got... Can I, can I just jump in? Like, yeah. what, what age are we talking? Probably... Um, 19, 20, 21. And literally every yeah, night? Yeah. No, it must have been earlier than that because I was an apprentice, I think. Must have been... Yeah, 18, 19. Actually, yeah, 18, 19. I was an apprentice at the time. And uh, you don't get paid very well as an apprentice as it is. And I was like squandering lots of money on takeaways. And it was so bad when you're my finances. I sat down with my auntie and just were talking about my finances. And she's like, you need to get yourself sorted because you're in a bit of a pickle with finance and stuff. So, yeah. So we went through all my um, statements one night and I'd spent 700 quid on Domino's in one month. Wow. 700 quid. How did that? <laughs> and she was like, she phoned me. She was like, I've just been looking through your statements. I can't believe what I'm seeing. And uh, that was it. I cut it out there. And then it was so bad, right? I, I, I swapped in Pizza Hut for a while. And then when I went back to Domino's, the delivery man come to my house and he says, is everything all right, Stevie? I said, I'm not even joking you. He said, is everything all right, Stevie? We haven't, haven't seen you in a, haven't heard from you in a while. I said, are there any problems? You know, we'll get you some vouchers or anything like that. And I locked the door, I went, oh my God, that, that's bad, is it? Mm. And I thought, I'm, I'm probably paying somebody's wages there. <laughs> it's, like, I mean? it's, like what, it's like what the gambling companies do with the, the high-value betters. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll, here's three Aye. tickets to the football. Honestly. Come be our guest. That's we can spend more money. I was offering my vouchers and that at the door. I thought, right, this has got to stop. And that, that sounds like that was a, an important moment. Was there a big realisation there? Or, or Well, the finance thing was probably it. I mean, realising I'd spent that much money on pizza is um, just mental. Um, so I stopped it there. Um, but my eating has always just been pretty nonchalant. Just eat what I want, when I want, sort of thing. Mm. Um, which is obviously not, not right. Um, you've got to be disciplined with that if you want any success with weight loss and stuff. And or feeling better, and I've just never had it. Take us, uh, give us a little glimpse, if you can, into your sort of mental state and outlook at that time. Because in, the, in the, the time that I've known you, you you seem generally like bright and upbeat and yeah, quite chirpy sort of thing. Yeah. Like, how, how were you? Did you was was that the same then? Or like, no, not at all. I I used to, I went through a really bad period in my life when I was like. In my 18, 19, 20s, that sort of era where I was, I got really dep- depressed, and um, I had some really dark, dark times, especially like one specific time it was really bad, um, and I sort of decided that I wasn't going to feel like that anymore, and that's when I sort of went in the other direction. But I think all of that, like, feel I felt like that a lot of it because my mum had passed away when I was when I was twelve. Um, and I was, I was, I'm gay, and, I, and at the time I was in the closet, um, and I really struggled with that a lot. Mm-hmm. I've struggled with lying to people. I thought it was very, very difficult as a person. Yeah. Um, and I found it very tough, um, just lying to people all the time. You know. Yeah. Um, and having to be somebody that you're not, and then I had like a really dark night one night um, when I was pissed pretty much, um, and. I had really bad thoughts and things and, and after that night um, I went to stay with my cousin for a good while and uh, I decided then at that night I would never lie to anyone ever again and I sort of I, then I went in the other direction and now uh, I try not I try and keep myself chirpy and happy all the time but I'm only human just like anybody else so you do have your, your down days like anybody else but um, I will never go back to where I was. Yeah. So I always try and correct it really quickly. If I try and pinpoint, if I feel a bit down or depressed or whatever, try and pinpoint what it is, sort it right away, and then just move on, mm-hmm. start an, another day, you know? And in the context of nutrition, yeah. uh, which we were talking about at the time, um, do you think, uh, like, where does nutrition fit into that stuff? Do you think it was like more like, like a cause or an yeah. effect? Well, definitely, because I was eating, you know, like a pig, and uh, I was, like, feeling like crap. So, and it's weird because I thought about it a lot recently, actually, because I actually, I had a Chinese last week, right? And 
I felt like death afterwards. And I actually felt a bit depressed, which is weird because I felt great. I was being eating healthy and I treat myself to Chinese. And then the day after I felt like down, I'd like really not great thoughts and stuff and just feeling a little bit down in the dumps. And I thought, Christ, was that like Chinese that did that to me? And it made me think because I generally eat quite healthy nowadays, I just know. And um, I thought that just eating that Chinese made me feel like, like shit. Do you know what I mean? And, um, and I thought, and I did think back to the time where I felt down in the dumps. And um, the ch and I thought maybe all that food I was eating had a lot to do with that. Because like you say, you're, a, you're an engine pretty much, aren't you? And what you get out from what you put in, it's just like a car. You wouldn't put absolute garbage diesel or petrol in your car, would you? Because the engine would just, yeah. it wouldn't cope. Yeah. And it's the same with us, I think. Like what you are, what you eat. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious with, with that, do you think though, like, cause you were, cause you were struggling a little bit back yeah. then that you were, you were eating the pizzas and eating like that crap yeah. to, to help soothe the feelings that you were having? Yeah, comfort eating. Or is it the other way around? Or maybe the relationship wasn't, isn't that straightforward. Do you know what I mean? Is it, is it comfort eating to soothe you or are you feeling like crap because your diet's so poor? It's a, it's a vicious, it's, it's a everything. Yeah. A vicious cycle because yeah. you're eating, you feel like, you feel like crap because you're eating like crap and then you go to comfort eat and then you feel like crap again. Mm -hmm. It's like a vicious yeah. circle. So yeah. it's like a loop that you just kind of get out of. Um, and you do, when you comfort eat, it's like. It almost reels you in, doesn't yeah. it? Like if you, you yeah. get that good feeling That's for it. not that very long and then yeah. you get that slump afterwards. I'd rather be in a coma on the sofa filled with pizza. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You're like, yes, this is a life. Deal with the consequences later. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah. Um, and so we, we spoke that, like, so throughout this spell, several times you thought, you've always wanted to lose weight, and several times you thought, do you know what, I'm going to go join a gym. Mm -hmm. You do the induction, but it doesn't go any further. Yeah. Talk to me about nutrition side of it. Um, I think you've tried a few diets along the way. Yeah. Um, so, so talk to me about like, was there times where you thought, do you know what, here I go, I'm going to do this diet and that's, that's yeah. my thing. I've did loads, loads of like different fads, do you know, like these what, two, two 14 day diets where you lose stupid amount of weight. And, um, I'll just give you one instance of what I did. Um, it's called the Cambridge diet, right? And you, it's like super low calories. You're like starving to death, pretty much. Uh, you're just absolutely starving. I think you're, I think like 600 calories a day you're on, and uh, you're just exhausted. You can't work out. There's no way you can work out because you don't have the energy. But you lose weight rapidly because obviously you've got a huge calorie deficit. Um, but that doesn't work. That's not long term. That's not. Hard. But at the time, you just you go through these fads and you, and I did it, and I did. I lost a lot of weight really quickly. But you know, you could put it on. You could do that for a month, lose loads of weight, and put it on in a week if you just went back to the way I was eating. Is, is that what happened? So you, yeah. did, you did the diet for a month. Mm. You lost, I would imagine, several, several kilograms yeah. weight. Once, did you, did you feel like a success at that point? Feel like, wow, I've, I've really done this. Yeah, you do. You trick. It's a bit of a, you, because you're losing weight, you think, yes, it's working for me. Even though I feel like absolute death. This is great. Look at me. <laughs> you're like absolutely starving and it doesn't work because, and it's not cheap either I mean that was expensive because you buy these sachets of bolognese or whatever it is um, and they're not cheap so it costs an absolute arm and a leg to do and it's just like you really think about it it's just crazy actually how many years have we gone back for that? for that one I must have been in my 20s I think and a part of the I'll tell you one good thing that came with that though there was one good thing that came from that fad is it, part of it was drinking a lot of water. You had to make sure you're drinking lots and lots of water, which I did. Um, and I now drink water all the time now, and I never used to before. And I dropped fizzy juice. I don't drink fizzy juice anymore at all. Um, and it was after that, because after I did that, nothing quenched my thirst like water. Mm -hmm. um, and now I don't drink fizzy juice at all. Uh, I just don't like it. But that came from that. So, I mean, it's a really small silver lining, but... Um, yeah, from a really big cloud. And well, <laughs> in, in this season of podcast, we're talking a little bit about you know like the wacky things that people get into and the misinformation and why people do things. Can you can you think back to to what what your thought process was, if there was one? Uh, what what appealed to you? What gr grabbed at you for that that particular diet? Um, because 
you just try anything, really. You think, God, I'll try anything to lose a couple of, couple of pounds here because that's all you really want. Um, let me jump in here, yeah. right? Because you're going from, let's say you're going from eating pizza every night yeah. to eating 600 calories a day. Is there no point in your head um, where you think, well, hold on, it doesn't need to be pizza or 600? Yeah. Did, had you tried, do you know what? I might just cut down the pizza to once every other day, add some vegetables. No, because I think a lot of it, because a lot of this is miseducation as well. Not miseducation, uneducation. So like, I was not educated. I didn't, I didn't really know. So I couldn't make those decisions because I didn't really know. I didn't have the knowledge about nutrition. Well, yeah, almost attracted to the like quick fix. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Because you just look, somebody, I probably found it on social media or something, somebody advertising it because they've got these reps that sell these sachets and get you in and you weigh, weigh you every week or whatever. But um, I probably got sucked in with that. Um, now, because it's not something I had knowledge about. And obviously I would now and I would think, oh God, that's ridiculous. How on earth is anybody doing that? But yeah, you, I think I was sucked in and uh, I didn't have the knowledge at the time to really find that in between. Yeah. To go from the, the pizza to the 600 calorie diet, I didn't really think, oh, well, meal prep, you know, chicken, vegetables. I didn't have the knowledge. Yeah, it sounds like what you didn't do mm -hmm. was say, right, I want to lose weight. What would be an effective way for me to do this? Yeah. What more likely has happened is you've either gone, I want to lose weight, therefore I need a diet, and I pick a diet. Yeah. Or that diet came on your radar, and you're like, ooh, that might help me lose weight. That might be my answer. And yeah. so you go down that path. Does it, is, is, would it be in the ballpark there? Yeah, totally. And so you, so you, you get that momentum, you sign up, you commit to it, you pay mm -hmm. the money, you get the sachets, you lose the weight. Had you thought at any stage what you were going to do after it? Or like talk to us at the point where you, where you come off the diet. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't even think that's a thought really at the time. And you know something, it's so weird because I remember doing the, the diet and she, the, she's like, no, you can't be exercising on this diet. You, you just don't have any energy. And now thinking back to that, if somebody's telling you you can't exercise on a diet, it's not right. There's something wrong there, isn't there? Yeah. Um, she's like, oh no, don't be exercising because you could possibly pass out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now thinking, I'm like, yeah, no problem. I won't be working out. Don't worry about that. And now thinking back, I'm like, well, it's probably uh, sold as a selling point for the diet. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? well, that's what it felt like. Um, but I didn't see an end point. Um, I was just going going for it. Just trying to lose weight. Yeah. And then, so when, was there a point in the diet where you thought, okay, I'm finished this diet, I'm now going to go eat normal again? Yeah. Or was it more like complacency, complacency drips in because you're like, I'm losing weight, I can begin yeah. to eat again? Or... I think it was one month, because th I'm sure I was still an apprentice at the time. I think it was one month I couldn't afford it. Like, I could, so I stopped doing it, and I walked right, right back to where I was, mm -hmm. just like that. Um, learned nothing. Drink a lot of water, though. So I learned that, but I went right back to the way, the way it was. Was, so. that, was that a turning point for you when you specifically did that one? Was that just, I'm never doing any of these again, or did you continue um, on after that? No, because in my mind, I thought it was great. Yeah. But I just didn't afford it that week. So I didn't, yeah. that month, so I didn't do it. And then I just gave up. Um, so, yeah. And so had you considered returning to it? I think so. I think at the time I did. It's hard maybe, to, maybe hard to remember back. Yeah. But I think at the time I was like, yeah, at least you go do that again. Um, but I'd never do something like that now, obviously. Because it's not the way. It's it's interesting. Like, that's that's the issue I sometimes have with, um, with diets is where it's like, well, Yes, you can lose weight for a period of time, but did you change or did you learn or did you bring someone f something forward with you s to improve things so that five years from now, <laughs> you're better? Like, what's the point in losing yeah. 10 kilos in, in two weeks yeah. if three months later, yeah, it's gonna be really you're, you're back to where you were? There, yeah. is, there is no point. Um, I think it's a shame that people feel that they have to do these diets. And I think it is. Not, not, no education in the, mm. in the matters, and people feel like that that is the right thing to do. I see people in my workplace doing like strange diets, like Herbalife and stuff like that, and I feel sorry for them. I really do, um, and I just try and tell them just eat healthy and exercise. Honestly, that's what, that's what, how I've done it. Mm. So just, and I always promote you guys because I think it's brilliant here. Um, it works, and it's just brilliant coming in. It's 
it's just such a contrast to how I felt in a gym, mm-hmm. like a commercial gym, you know? So it's, it's interesting that you said, I've, I think it's a shame how people feel like they have to do yeah. these diets. Why do you think that people feel like they have to do them? Because the, the contrast is, the alternative is going into a gym and feeling the way I did. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think they feel like that's their only option. Like I yeah. sort of did, because that's what I felt. So... Like the, we were talking about logical biases and fallacies a few episodes back, and, and one of them is what's called a false dichotomy. Okay. The idea that there's only two choices. And right. it sounds like the only choice is be overweight or do the diet, or go into an intimidating gym or do the diet. Do you think people literally do not see a more moderate, a more like just try and eat vegetables and move a bit more and yeah. eat a bit more sensible? Do you think that that approach is invisible or do you think people don't believe it? No, because I think everyone thinks everything has to happen in a week. Do you know what I mean? So I was yeah. like, I'm losing weight. I need to be where I am in a month. And that's miseducation because it takes a lot longer than that to progress. But it's all small steps at a time, changing little bits. And that's, that's progress. So people don't consider that approach because they think it's going to take too long and they, they maybe will, will say, yeah. listen, I know what I'm going to do is a little bit radical, but I just need to get results fast and then I'll solve the other stuff further down the line. I don't, be- I don't think people realize how long it takes because it's it takes a long time. Yeah. I mean, you could put it on way quick, but see, coming off takes forever, but um, it's a journey, isn't it? And it's like, you have to learn. You know, you don't get degrees in a week. Do you know what I mean? It takes time to educate yourself and do the do the course and then you're different at the end. It's the same with exercise. It's like, and you've just got to slowly go at it, change little things at a time. People try and do two things too fast, change too much too quickly and that's when it all fails. And yeah. people that are like, oh, I've got a wedding next week so I'm only eating soup today. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got a wedding next week so I'm only eating soup all week. You're like, I think you hit the nail on the head yeah. there. I think everybody's lives are just yeah. so overwhelmed. Yeah. They're just like, I'm going to do this diet because yeah. I'm going on holiday. I'm getting married. I'm going to do this. And they almost don't want to yeah. do that year's journey. Yeah. Like, or, you know. uh, so, so you think you think that with it, they're, they're so busy living their life yeah. that then they're caught off guard by the wedding that yeah. comes up. And then yeah. they think, crap, I need to do something drastic yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Time to prepare. You, you knew about it a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. What, are you, what are you eating soup in the last week for? Yeah. You were eating Monster Munch crisps yesterday. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Holidays, <laughs> yeah. It's funny, there, there's a there's a sort of financial um, financial health guy um, on the internet and and he often says, Christmas is not an emergency. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know it's coming. You, I know, you, yeah. you plan for that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anything you want to add before we move on? Um, I think I just wanted to ask, do you think um, sort of social media has a lot to do with the market being oh, saturated I, with all these diets has, has had a big effect on... Social media yeah. is like, there's nothing social about, about yeah. it. It's like unreal expectations of how people are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Is that is that is what's come from social media, from um, influencers and stuff like that. You're yeah. bombarded constantly with data. As soon as you wake up, you're scrolling. So you go to bed, you're scrolling. It's like your brain is just absolutely bombarded with all this information. I don't know how people cope, I'm honest. Yeah. Um, it probably reinforces this, this what you're saying about yeah. fast results and needing to look a yeah. certain way and things. It's not a place for patience, is yeah. it? No, so it's very difficult to, because you've got all these expectations that you think you're supposed to look like and what normal people look like. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not true. Do you mm. know what I mean? They're on there um, with their million likes or whatever for a reason. It's because they look like, look like that, you know what I mean? Not everyone looks like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that obviously doesn't help people because they feel that they need, they, they feel that the pressure's there to to look like that mm-hmm. or to be be a certain way. It's not, yeah. it's not real. Uh, I feel like we've got a decent, uh, you know, background of you know the the diet and the the always wanting to lose weight but feeling stuck and trying wacky diets and sign up for gyms but not getting anywhere yeah. let's go back to where we started which was you know you, you signed up with your friend uh you started working in nutrition you spoke to Lindsay. at that point there before you've actually joined akr what was different what what was different for me before i joined at that point yeah i think you'd said you'd never really taken it seriously okay yeah um but in the in this in that summer yeah 
you've kind of reached out to your friend, yeah. you've started chatting to Lindsay. Like, what was different at that moment compared to previous attempts? Now, when I, when I approached my friend Erin, right, and she was doing the nutrition and stuff for me, I was starting to fail again because I told you I couldn't go to the gym. So that was a big part of the whole plan. She's like, you need to go to the gym. And I wasn't going. So I said to her, look, I can't go. I'm just not going to the gym. And I said, I just couldn't do it. And it was when Lindsay had approached me. So I was actually back to failing again. Like I wasn't on a stream of success at this point. I was going back to the way I was. I was failing. Um, but it wasn't until I came here and I realized, oh my God, I actually like this. So so just, just to like get this right, understand this well, you... When you reached out to your friend, was it just the fact that she was a nutritionist and you knew that you'd already tried a number of diets that got you nowhere? Like, so did you reach out to her because by then you were already looking for a more grounded approach? Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't know what was different about that specific point than maybe what has before. Because like I said, I constantly went through this cycle of failing and then trying again, trying again, trying again. And I, th and I don't know, maybe that was... Just another one of them. Uh, just another attempt. Yeah, I don't know if anything was different at that point, but... I think what sounds like was different, though, rather than, than just a diet, your friend had said, Yeah. Actually, let's get involved in exercise. Yeah. And even though you tried lots of gyms before, yeah. this time what was different is Lindsay said, Okay, yeah, come see us. That's it. And she was fantastic, by the way, my friend. She was, like, so good. And I was succeeding a little bit, but nowhere near at the pace I really should have been for the time frame I was doing the thing. Um, and because I wasn't going to the gym. And so the, the diet, I'm assuming the diet that your, your friend's giving you by this time is, is a lot food. more measured. Yeah. yeah, it was good food. Yeah. I was cooking my meals, prepping, good nutritional food. And I was actually doing, I was doing pretty well, but just very slowly. Um, and then obviously Lindsay says, look, I've told you about ACAR before. Just come, just, just give it a bash, just come. And then I came here and that was Juliet. And I was like, I can do this. And I remember speaking to my friend there and I went, I found it, I found the place. I was like, I can do it now. Like I found a place where I, I can make, I make a difference in myself and I can do the exercise. I found it. So mm -hmm. I was so happy about that. Having been so, like having negative experiences with gyms yeah. before, how did you feel? It sounds like Lindsay might have been in your ear for a while. Like how did how did you feel yeah. coming down? Were you, were you intimidated <laughs> to, to first come in here or knowing yeah. her? Did that change things for you? I was cocking myself. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I was because I just thought it was going to be another gym. You know what I mean? I didn't know what it, what to really expect. Lindsay, I obviously knew Lindsay worked here. Um, I didn't really know what what it was though. Um, and I was I remember the first day. I think I came around. Um, I came down with another member. Um, and after the first day, I was like, "This is good." Yeah. What was it? What was it then? That first I think it's because you knew my name when I walked through the door. Do you know what I mean? When I walked through the door, I was like, "Hey, Stevie, how's it going?" And I thought it's different. Don't get that pure gym. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought, that's nice. I thought, that's really nice. And then I just felt like we were all friends. Do you know what I mean? I felt like I was working out with my friends. And that sort of loneliness you feel in a commercial gym where you're going there, you're standing and you don't know what to do. Or um, yeah, I didn't feel that here. I felt like we were all working out together. And we were all real people. Um, I didn't see any six packs. Do you know what I mean? Um, might be hiding though, but you know, I mean, I didn't see any like big bulk. I just seen real people trying to get fit and healthy, and I really liked that. Um, I didn't feel like anyone was staring at me, um, which you feel. Do you know what I mean? And I just, like I say, I just felt like I was working at my friends, and I like that sort of. I like that feeling. Mm -hmm. And then you want to come back because you want to see your friends again. Do you know what I mean? So you just keep coming back and coming back. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like just that makes all the difference you know it does when uh when you go in the gym people are maybe looking at you maybe they're not mm -hmm. but everyone's strangers that's it and they're so probably you, thinking the same thing yeah and and most people have their own anxieties right everyone's just going around the gym like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but but just when someone is no longer a stranger yeah everything changes for you yeah totally it's that sort of friendly atmosphere and Familiar, familiarity, easy for me to say, um, <laughs> that's what, what's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And just like you guys, just coming in and speaking to you. And like you say, at the very, very start, you knew my name. And I think that's a quite a big thing. Um, you just don't experience that anywhere else. 
And so, so bring us on from there then. Yeah. Uh, we've got a handle of your history of, of gyms and, and diet and nutrition stuff. Mm-hmm. Like what happened next? You, you come in, you start to enjoy it. You keep yeah. coming. Talk to us about like the journey since that point. Journey has been amazing actually, because I think the two years, well, how long would it be? Would it be two years? I think. Or was it a year and a half, something like that? You said September 2019? Yeah, so there's part of a lockdown in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So this has been probably the best period of my life, I think, since finding this place and like going on this journey and eating properly. And um, People say to me all the time, you look so different to what you used to look like. And I see it. See, when I see pictures on social media of like back in, back in my face is just like humongous. Um, <laughs> I'm like, wow, I used to notice it. You know what I mean? I think when you start noticing yourself, that's when you're like, this is good. Um, so yeah, my, my, I'm so conscious about what I eat now, not in a bad way, in a great way. I'm always looking at what's inside the ingredients and the nutritional value. And um, I'm very wary about eating things like takeaways and that now. I do once in a while, but like I say, I notice a huge difference in how I feel with them. But I don't like that great, you know? <laughs> you know? Um, so that, that's but great. You didn't, this is this is something I, I think within health and fitness. Like when you feel great, yeah. Um, or sorry, when you, when you don't feel great, mm-hmm. when you're in a rut, you forget how good mm-hmm. feeling fit and healthy feels. Yeah, you know. So when you're when you're in that that stage yeah. where you're just eating pizza and stuff, it's almost like yeah. you can't relate to what it feels like yeah. when you get back on track. And the weird thing is, you forget it very quickly, mm-hmm. very very quickly. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. Yeah, because it's um, sometimes I obviously I miss. I try and come like four or five times a week to here. Um, but sometimes I'll miss like three days in a row because of work or something like that. And I start feeling a bit rubbish. And then I don't even blame in the non-exercise. It's like, I don't even recognize it's not because I'm not exercising. And then I come back, the one day that I come back, I'm like, whoa, that was it. You know what I mean? I'm back. And you feel fantastic again. You're like, right, that's, what was, that was, that's why I was feeling like that. Yeah. Can you describe that feeling? It's like you just go from here to here. Do you know what I mean? Um, and see, it's it's strange because like in terms of the eating and stuff, remember I was saying I had the Chinese. Um, when you go, when you're when you're up here and you just come back down a little bit, it feels like a huge jump. But I was still I was still way higher than what I was before I started all this. When you're when you're saying about these levels up here, down here. What is that? Is that mental outlook? Is it physical energy? Can you can you I don't really know. It's um, it's hard to describe. Yeah. But it's just visual in my mind what this is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's um It's just a feeling. Vitality. It's an all, yeah, it's an all round feeling. Yeah. You're like up here and then some days you're doing here, but then you quickly get back up. Mm-hmm. Um I always I I say when when you're drinking alcohol, right? For instance, um when you take a long gap off of drinking, I think you get up here, just mentally. And people that drink every single weekend, I don't think ever reach up here. So this, so what happens is there, you drink, depressing, weekend comes, you feel down the Sunday, and then you'll slowly climb back up to the mid, midway. Friday, you're back here. Mm-hmm. And then you, you do it again, drink here. But when you don't drink, I think it goes all the way up, all the way up and all the way up. And... You just come accustomed to just being in this sort of this wavelength in the middle, uh, the, and that yeah, becomes your norm. A bit of average, yeah, doldrums, little just highs sort of and lows, getting and, through life. And w- what you're saying is, when you take a bit more care around your health and nutrition, yeah. there's there's higher higher places to go with, with how you feel. Yeah. I always and always I think take a good gap off drinking alcohol, and I think you reach higher places m- mentally. You do. Um, it's got a strange effect, alcohol. Um, it's weird that it's even legal anymore. So you think about yeah. it because it's just literally legal poison, isn't it? Um, and I, I'll tell you an instance I've seen on LinkedIn actually about a month ago. There was this guy, he was getting pre- present, presented with something from his boss and um, it was a bottle of whiskey. And I thought, God, how weird is that as a society that we praise people with poison? Because there's no, no two ways about it. Alcohol is poison. And when you yeah. drink, you're poisoning yourself. Yeah. So, but we're in this sort of society where you praise someone with poison. And I thought, how weird is that? Like you, oh, well done, mate. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> bottle of whiskey. Go home and poison yourself. 
feel like death. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought that's a very, and it, I it put me in a chain of thought about the whole thing. I thought, God, it's very odd as a society that we do that. Why we don't praise each other with nice gifts? Like, here's a spa weekend. Well done. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what's interesting? It, this reminds <laughs> me of like a laugh I, I had with my friend in the past. Um, won't name a bar, but let's say let's say a busy bar in the city. I remember being in there, and uh, you were probably like three deep to get to the bar, mm -hmm. right? So you couldn't really go three drinks deep bar uh, mirrors. <laughs> three people, you know, yeah. in order to, to to get served. Aye. Um, and so like you, it was so rammed. Yeah, the, it was hard to to go and buy your drink, but there's no dance floor in this area of the bar either, and it's so busy with people. So people weren't dancing in there. That's that wasn't like yeah. what the area was for. But then the music was so loud that you couldn't speak and have the conversation. How weird! So I remember saying to my friend, "Imagine the aliens came down, right? Yeah, <laughs> what would they make of this? Like, what is what?" What are we doing? Yeah, like, what is this? Yeah, what are <laughs> do these people I mean? doing? And I should say, like, like I do enjoy going out for a drink with my mates, but I'm, I've never been a massive nightlife yeah. kind of lover. But, yeah. but some of it's like, this is this is weird. You know, like you're saying. Yeah, the, I will say, the aliens can be, I think the last place to be visiting is like coronavirus. <laughs> you know I mean? Corova. You never, you never know. <laughs> um, Steve, I, I want to ask you, what, what, um, what, what drives you now in your health and fitness journey? Just progress, always making progress. I know that um, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And then you're probably gonna ask me, where is it I want to be? And I'm just waiting for that one, <laughs> the next one. But I don't even think I've got a de final destination because I think this is just part of my life now, so. There isn't one, right? It's, it's an infinite a, game, it goes I on. I try and say it as like, I feel like I'm in a car um, and I'm going somewhere, but I don't know where, but I'm moving in the right direction all the time. I'm always moving in the car. Yeah. And the scenery around me is just the ups and downs and life in general. Um, and it's just going to pass me. But I'm always moving forward with the, with the journey. And there's no destination. So it's just um, just always moving forward. That's the main thing, I think, yeah. with myself. And uh, I've sort of come away from... Um, I did feel at, this, like at the start of all this that there was going to be an end. Do you know what I mean? I thought Because I thought, where do I want to be? But I don't think there is. Because I'm quite content with how I feel and, and look now. Um, so anything beyond this is just, um, no, a side effect really, mm -hmm. which is a great one. Um, and so what is, you said progress though, what is, what is progress for you then? What does that look like, feel like? I think progress is just working out and eating healthy. And uh, I mean, I know a lot of people think progress is just, you know, constant upgrades. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's not, progress is just getting up, doing the work, um, and going to bed happy. It sounds like it's the, the journey. The journey is the goal. Is something yeah. we say a lot. A journey without a, a destination. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're moving forward, I think yeah. that's the main thing. But in, uh, we're in fifth gear. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going for it. <laughs> is that, was there anything you wanted to, to add? No, I just wanted to say, like, I see your progress as well. And yeah. I'm excited to see you continue yeah. your journey. I know, it's yeah. great, is it? Yeah. A <laughs> couple, couple of things, Stevie. Was there yeah. anything that you want to sort of touch on that that I didn't ask you about? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think we covered a lot of my life there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just actually just want to thank you and thank all the guys for for what you do because I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think your business can only get better and bigger. Um, so I'm excited to be part of that as well because I feel like we're like a good family. Do you know what I mean? I feel part of that family. And um, it's nice to be part of it. Um, and I love coming here. And as, as, as does everybody else. And I always recommend it. And you've got loads of new members that I've recommended. And I love the, the fact they're coming here. Like my, my barber came. Um, he, I used to tell him about here every time I got a haircut. Because um, I, I would always get on a Saturday. And I'd come in to do the Saturday super circuits. He said, where are you going? I'm going to AQR. And he said, oh, I've been thinking about getting to exercise. I've been trying to run and stuff. And I said, well, just come down. And then he messaged me on Instagram. He says, I'm going to AKR. I've booked in. And he loves it. So, and then loads of my other mates as well. And they all love it. So it's brilliant. Good, good. Appreciate that, Stevie. Yeah. Um, last one then. What's one final message that you would like to leave with, with the listener who, who might be tuning into this? Um, if you're struggling 
just get up and do it. Um, don't listen too much to the voice within because take a step back and hear it as a third person and try and learn and just get up and just get up and move. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always tomorrow. So I never feel like you're failed if you go to bed and you haven't, or you haven't tried. Just get up and do it the next day. Mm-hmm. Never, just don't let it carry on. Because it's like, if you, if you fail, it's, it's like moss growing a stone rolling down a hill, isn't it? It just gets larger and larger. You just stop it there and then. Yeah. So yeah, I saw him rambling on a bit. But <laughs> no, it, 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 sounds like, it sounds like you said that if you're struggling, get up and do it anyway. And in, in some way that can sound like almost like a, a harsh thing. But I think what you're saying is don't, don't get too attached to yeah. what your brain's telling you. Yeah. Get up and move and you can change and can feel better. Yeah. And when you said there's always tomorrow, that's like move today, but don't feel like you yeah. need to tackle this entire obstacle yeah. today. Just take a step, right? Sometimes when I'm, um, sometimes I'm struggling to get up and move and do things, it's normally the voice within it's telling you not to go. And sometimes you just have to treat it like a third person and say, shut up, I'm moving, just keep talking. I'm not listening to you, I'm moving, I'm now doing it, I'm getting up. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. I was listening to a book recently and the, the guy literally gives his voice and his brain yeah. a different name. Yeah, because it is. It, it is a separate entity, I think. Mm-hmm. There's actually a great book called The Power of Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, by yeah, Eckhart, Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, and he it. talks about... Uh, the voice within and how it's not yourself. Yeah, it's not you. Yeah. It's not your pure self. And you can't. The more you treat it like a separate entity or a third person, the more you can handle loads of different situations during your life, um, because it's not you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can listen to it and almost learn. And you don't have to breathe, uh, believe everything your brain says. Right? No, you don't. Yeah. Because sometimes it's wrong. You're like you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff stevie uh thanks for coming on and right back at you it's it's been a pleasure to to get to know and and work with you and and have you uh with us here at akr so thanks again and to the listener if you've uh just joined us to because you're one of stevie's pals and you're you're tuning in (laughs) i would encourage you to go back to the very beginning uh this is our 39th episode and we've got a whole um a whole well, we've got a whole catalogue of episodes <laughs> that, that, that build on one another. Um, and uh, yeah, so go back, listen listen through them. And if you want to know more about AKR, it's akrfitness.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.